Hi, hello, how are you? Long time no talk. Um, I apologize for that. I didn't have much to talk about. And also, I needed a minute because only murders in the building um, was over. And I was really sad because, as we know, I love that show. But then I was a little excited because I could take an extended minute to breathe and not have to be as on top of it or as on a schedule. And that was nice. Oh, and I i mean, I guess if you're new here, welcome to something about a podcast where I was covering only murders in the building. Um, currently all episodes, hashtag not sponsored, stream on Hulu. And I've covered all the episodes of seasons one, two, and three. And you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. So now this is a podcast about stuff, things, thoughts, ideas. I don't know what it's currently about. But um, I thought I would just play like a cute little catch up because um, I don't know what else to talk about. I have a couple ideas, but currently I don't know. So maybe I'll just like, I was busy in October. Not really. Um, yeah, after only murders in the building ended, I like cried a little bit. And then I was contemplating, hashtag spoiler alert, um, who killed Saz? Who would want to kill Charles, but instead killed Saz? Um... I've seen online some people think it was Joy, his, like, ex-fiance, possibly because she was mad because the engagement was very spur of the moment. Um, Some people think it was Jan, possibly, like, maybe she hired someone to kill Charles. So Saz would be more famous because Saz and her kind of are having a thing, even though she is in jail. I can't really think of anyone else who would possibly want to kill Charles and accidentally get Saz instead. I can't I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But I am very excited for next season. I'm curious if it's gonna be like bicoastal. Like possibly start in New York, but somehow go to LA since it's seeming like a bunch of them are going to go to L.A. for things, maybe. I don't know. Um, and we still don't know where Mabel's going to live next season because she and her aunt sold her apartment. Unless she's staying with Theo, but I don't think Theo lives in the building. Or maybe she moves in with, like, Oliver or Charles. Maybe she gets her own. Maybe she buys the penthouse. I don't know. We don't know. Um, oh, maybe maybe it was Uma that killed Charles for, like, shits and gigs, but I don't know. But um, we'll find out next season, and it's probably going to take a minute for the fourth season to come out because the writer's strike and the actor's strike literally just ended. Though, like I've said before, I have a feeling since um, Steve and... I believe the other gentleman is Jonathan came up with the show together. And I, I think they are, that is my cat storm. If you're hearing little meows, I think they like came up with the idea and possibly like 
pre-planned each season. So they might have bullet points. So there probably is a general like rough draft written. And now they're going to have writers come in and fill in the blanks and make it so it makes sense. Possibly. So I don't know how quickly that will happen and then how quickly it will go into production. I'm assuming once they have scripts and they cast the certain roles that don't have actors for it, they'll get right into production because our favorite trio seemingly loves to work together. And I have a feeling they want to deliver it to the fans because they know we love it so much. So that would be great. I have a feeling it's going to premiere late 2024, possibly, though it seems like this third season came out rather quick but I don't know what time of year they're currently in now if it's like more spring so maybe they'll film in LA because their weather is warmer whereas we are headed into winter in the east coast mid-Atlantic region and it's gonna get a chilly but um I'm just trying to think what else. Possibly. That's all I can currently think about. Only murders in the building. Unless like something hops into my head. I would love if Meryl Street came back. As I said before. I wasn't her biggest fan prior. But that's gone out the window. She's been on one of my favorite TV shows. So I'm like I'm a stan. I love her. And I've been listening to the ABBA. And Cher's cover of like their their greatest hits and Kashir was in Mamma Mia too. Like duh, it's great. Everyone should listen to it. I would love if Meryl Street came back and they did more with her and Oliver because I really love them together. It was so cute. Or at least make like a guest appearance or two. That would be fun. And Jesse Williams as well because it seemed this relationship that Mabel had with him seemed a lot more fun and genuine than her relationship. Her relationship with Oscar seemed one of of almost like childhood love because they knew each other when they were younger. There's always been a crush and then he was in jail. He got out and they finally gave in to like this long desire that they had. And then her relationship with April Cara Delevingne's character I can't think of that who she played on that show it's losing my mind but her relationship with her just seemed for one of convenience for Cara Delevingne's character and that sucked but I think her one with Tobert was great I guess this is turning into a fun little only murders in the building episode <gasps> love that so where was i tobert um i'd love for jesse williams to come back and we explore that more between mabel and him because they were really cute together and i just i liked that he pushed her to possibly like exploring doing the podcast by herself or doing her own because she was going to do 
I felt like she was going to do the Bloody Mabel podcast with um, Cinda there. And I'd love also for more Cinda. Tina Fey just, I love Tina Fey. And I would have loved more of her in this season than just like the couple little cameos that we got. Again, I've said this every time I've talked about Only Murders in the Building. I feel like I think Hulu should get together with or the creators and people at Hulu of Only Murders in the Building. So Steve and Jonathan should come together and actually record Tina Fey, a cynic canning, and do those podcasts that we saw hanging on her wall. And the all is not okay in Oklahoma and release them, whether it be exclusively on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Wandry or what, whatever and wherever. I think they could, it would just, it would be great to do between seasons. And Tina Fey's got a great voice. I could probably just listen to her, like, read the goddamn phone book, and it would be hilarious. But I think it'd be really great to do, and I think us as fans would enjoy it. It could probably bring other people into the show and enjoy it, but it just, it would be, like, an actual great idea since we only got clips of it from seasons one and two. And it would be, like, a great little snack between between seasons three and four, since now we're probably going to have to wait the longest we've had to wait between seasons and it would just be like a gold mine and you could probably just do like other podcasts with tina fey playing this character cinda and it would be amazing i'm just giving out free ideas right now and they should they should just they should do it and i would be elated i think all the fans would be elated it would probably be number one in i don't know if it would count as true crime since it's fake but it would be in the top 10 of whatever chart that podcast falls under and i've also mentioned before another podcast excuse me i was reaching for my water another podcast that um Jane, I can't think of her last name. She played Saz, did called Bystanders, where she was the narrator and the cast was all great actors. And it was just, it was really great. You could imagine it in your head. Christian Chenoweth was in it. Ed Eastwick was in it. Oscar from The Office was in it. It had a lot of fairly well-known actors voicing these other characters and it was great they released it weekly and then after the podcast um the creators kind of interviewed certain people from it and it was it was really fun and i know there are other like actual only murders in the building podcast even though i feel like i was very early on that bandwagon but now there are more like professional ones and again that's great, but I wa- I feel like I was very early in recapping the show and talking about it on podcasts. But they could almost do something like that. 
with actors from that podcast series. I just think it would be great. And it, it feels like it's a very big missed opportunity. And um, I try to get everyone I know to watch it. A couple people I know do. Others don't. And they're like, why would I watch that? Selena Gomez is in it. And I was like, she's actually a great actress. Um, if you've never seen the show, I don't get why you're judging it. And then like Steve Martin and Martin Short are in it. That That's pretty much what sold me there was Steve and Martin. Selena was a bonus. I knew who she was, but it was great. And just Hulu should do it. I don't know who I need to get in contact with at Hulu, but they should do it. And I feel like I have a little power there because I don't know if you know this, or maybe I did mention it because I did do an episode on ER like a couple years ago. But I tweeted out years ago, or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it now. I Xed or tweeted or twatted. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it's called. That some streaming network needs to get ER. Because I really wanted to watch it from the first episode to the last episode. Um, There was a bit of a pause because I was watching with my boyfriend and we hit a very pinnacle episode and myself, my boyfriend and my mother all cried. We continued, but it was still very rough. Um, I may have gone over in another, in another episode, but I tweeted out that some streaming network needs to, to get ER so I can watch it rather than sporadic episodes I find on cable. And like eventually Hulu got it. So I feel like if we manifest this, we can. And also again, I might tweet, on or x whatever like yo hulu i think you should get together with steve martin tina fey jonathan hoffman that's the gentleman's name and come together and create this audio spinoff of syndic canning and you could even have the actress who played poppy in it like in the background i think that would be hilarious and just so good but i'm gonna try i'm gonna do it i think we all should and it should be like, hashtag gets in a canning podcast. I don't know. We can work on a hashtag. We can work on it together. All like 43 of my listeners. I think it's dropped off slightly because I've, you know, not been on top of this as I um, have been and was at one point. But like I have an audience size of eight and... In the last couple of days, I've had a couple of plays. That's not that's not horrendous. It's not my best. It's not horrendous. Um, most of my listeners are from the United States. I have a couple from Canada. It's probably the Martin Short draw because, you know, he's Canadian. Some German. Some people from India, the United Kingdom. And then it kind of like falls off. But Cool. Um, a lot of people listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I'm now just going over my analytics. And the age range is mainly around like my age, which is uh 34, but you know, mid 20s to mid 30s. But um yeah, back to the original topic. Hulu, get on it. What else have I been doing in the time I've been away? I saw Eric Hutchinson for like the seventh time. Um, it was great. It was his 15th. 
yeah, the 15th anniversary of Sounds Like This. And it was great. I've seen him almost every time he has um, come to the Boston area, if I can. A couple times I was not able to because just the night he was playing. It was like a Tuesday night. Can we talk about that? Why do artists with a younger, and by younger I mean millennial aged following, decide to play on a Tuesday night? We have jobs that we, I mean, we might not like the job, but we have jobs we have to wake up to and go to the next morning. A Tuesday night concert is very hard. I could do a Thursday night and I'll just be exhausted on Friday or like Friday night or Saturday night. That gives me a day to like sleep in a little bit. But a Tuesday, a Monday or a Tuesday just is like, ugh. Wednesday is borderline. You only have two days left. I can push through that. Like a Tuesday night concert? What the fuck? Um, I actually have a Tuesday night concert coming up. I am seeing Jinx Monsoon. And um, I'm so excited. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing both Jinx Monsoon and um, Dela um, with my friend who I actually saw Jinx Monsoon with back in June, Pride Month. And Jinx was amazing. I saw that they were doing a Christmas show and I bought two tickets and I texted him and I said, I got two tickets. You're going, right? And he agreed. He was like, yeah, duh. So I'm very excited about that. I love Jinx. She was my favorite in her original season and she was my favorite in the All-Stars All-Winner season. But and that's on a Tuesday. So for work, I put in to come in two hours late. Like I put it, wrote it down. So when I come in two hours late, it's not shock and awe as to why the fuck were you late? And then I have that Friday off. So I'll just push through Wednesday and Thursday. And then I'm going to have a three-day weekend. And then the following week, it's another four-day work week. Thanksgiving week is a four-day work week. I didn't take Black Friday off. And some people are like, why didn't you take Black Friday off? You can't enjoy yourself. I can enjoy myself. I would enjoy myself when I was working retail and had to work at 12, 15 a.m. on Black Friday. I sometimes tried to sleep for four hours. Sometimes I just raw dogged life and would be up for like 48 hours. You can tell some people didn't work Black Friday. Like many retail workers worked Black Friday. You can just tell. Um, they worked it, but they're like, yeah, I had to be at work for 7 a.m. I had been up since 7 a.m. on a Thursday. And you're telling me you had to wake up for 7 a.m. on Black Friday to get to work? Wow. Um, but I'm working Black Friday. It's fine. Just, you know, trimming the weed. And it's going to be me and three other co-workers. It's going to be a wild, wild time. Um, we'll get work done, but there'll be giggles. Lots of giggles. Um, it's mainly men that I'll be working with because all the other women took it off and didn't let me know. Rude. Um, also, I was saving my PTO for like better stuff. So it'll be me and the boys and it's it'll be crude fart jokes and I'm fine with that because sometimes you want crude fart jokes and not sharing your feelings. I don't know about you, but sometimes like I don't want to get deep in conversation 
I want to giggle and have fun. And I find when you're at work and you're not necessarily enjoying yourself, that's what you want. You want to giggle and have fun. Maybe some feelings are talked about, but, you know, giggly fun. And so where are we? Oh, yeah. We're back to Eric Hutchinson. I saw him. It was a fun little concert. It was at, like, City Winery. They're, they're like, a chain, I guess. And it was great. The food was good. The portions could be bigger for what you're paying. I'd like a little bit more. But the food was good. I I was able to pick out the three seats that I wanted. So we got, we had great views. Um, I did have a gentleman literally push his way right into the aisleway and block me with his big hair. But still a great view. I would definitely go back and see another show, concert, or whatever there. I would probably just eat something before I go because, um, again, the portions weren't that big. And I had, I had like eaten lunch prior, but not a big lunch and I didn't have a snack and that was the mistake, but it was a fun, great concert. I love his music. He went over about how he got a start and Prez Hilton kind of helped him get to where he was. And he was just, it was a great concert and, um, I will definitely see him again whenever he comes around again. Like it's, it's that easy. He is playing in like Fall River of next year and Fall River isn't the greatest spot, but if it was in Massachusetts, I would go or Fall River is in Massachusetts. If it was the Boston area, I would go. But, and then after that, um, what else? Oh, Halloween came and I, as if you follow on Instagram, I dressed up as Tom Selleck from Magnum PI and it was epic. And if you're not following on Instagram, it is something dot about dot podcast. Um, my last post was me dressed up as Magnum PI and my father actually had the same shirt that he wears in like the first episode and a lot of the I guess you would call them like promo pics released and used. He's wearing the red shirt with the red and I think it's like blue, purple and green paired on it. But I had a different idea in mind that I was going to be. I actually had some of the costume, but I wasn't crazy about it. So that morning I went to go donate platelets and I had all but like 15 minutes left and I was getting very uncomfortable because you, when you donate platelets, they put a needle in each arm. One goes out, one comes back in and you can't really move. So you get stiff very easy. And so my thought was, well, after I donate platelets, I'm going to go to the spirit Halloween. And if they have a, a just a mustache, I think I think I can get away with doing it. I was just gonna pull my hair up under um, a hat and just wear the mustache and call it a day, and that would be good enough. But I went to Spirit Halloween, and they had for twenty dollars a wig, a brown short man's wig, and a mustache that went like a matching mustache. And I was like, this is the best twenty dollars I've ever spent in my life. 
I don't know I'll say that again and I know I've said it prior but like it truly was and outfit complete because I had shorts I could wear because it was going to be a very unseasonably warm Halloween thank you global warming already had the shirt I didn't have a Detroit hat so I wore my boyfriend's Boston Red Sox hat which it was just funny because he is Tom Selleck is a I believe he's from Detroit so he's a Detroit fan and I guess if I'm gonna root for any teams they're gonna be Boston teams so that's the hat I wore and um, it was a 10 out of 10 I probably would have won a Halloween costume if more than seven people had gone to the party but it was a great time my friend bakes delicious treats and um i loved it i loved it way better than the other halloween costume i had in mind but i'm trying to think if there's anything else i'm currently sitting in my living room looking at my half decorated christmas tree uh we put it up last night and i put some tinsel on it and that's about as far as we got because we find decorating a tree in the daylight is easier and then at night when all the lights are on and you can see them better we will go back and like rearrange them a bit if we have to if i can i want to try and get another strand of garland i thought five nine foot ones would be enough and it's like just enough but if i can get another one i am for sure going to but we have all the boxes out with our christmas decorations i've put some up throughout the house I bought years ago this Lego wreath and every year I have to literally take it all apart and put it back together because it doesn't stay together in the box very well. Um, you can make it both a wreath and this like, it's a wreath for the table and there are these fake candles you can put on it. It's really cute, but we don't have enough of a table space for it because then we got to put baby Jesus out in his little hut. And then I have these, I also bought these gingerbread Lego ornaments that are really cute. I will hang on the tree. They're currently on the fireplace because we didn't have the tree up when I made them. And then I also have this, I love it, this Christmas nutcracker from Lego that I built. And he is adorable. His name is Andy because I think he kind of looks like Andy because he has a very heavy brow. Andy would disagree with you, but like... It's okay to be wrong. But I have other Lego ornaments. I have an ornament where it's round and Santa's in it. And then I have, I believe I have a polar bear. I have a reindeer. I have a snowflake, a penguin. Maybe there's a present one. I don't know. But I have quite a few. I love the Lego ornaments, the Christmas stuff. I do have a Valentine's Day wreath from Lego. And... I'm also going to put a plea out on here to Lego that I think they should come out with wreaths, wreaths, wreaths for every season or holiday. Like they could do a fun Halloween one and it'd be, they could do it very similar to the Christmas one. Just make it like black with orange highlights or orange with black highlights they could make it in the shape of a pumpkin like that would be adorable they could do a fall one um i guess you could leave up the christmas one throughout the winter because it's 
It's got a big red bow, but it doesn't fully scream Christmas. It just like it could be just winter. But I think they should for sure do one for like fall or Halloween. And then once the Christmas one comes down, I'll put up the Valentine's Day one. They're just so much fun and I love them. They can take all my money. I probably will buy a couple more Christmas presents from them because I think they'll be fun. We have the like Lego flowers my mom really likes. They're fun to build and then they still look good being up. We have both the Friends Coffee Shop, R.I.P. Matthew Perry, and my sibling when they were moving had the Friends Apartments and didn't want them so I took them so I probably will have to rebuild them a bit but then I just have to find a spot for them and we love Legos and I think that pretty much catches us up to like present day now I have an episode idea for this week I will probably do the research and try and get that out for Thursday specifically I think that will be fun and I'm gonna get back on track I have a couple ideas for this holiday season. So I will be putting questions out on the Instagram feed again. Something about. Something dot about dot podcast on Instagram. Um, If you could rate, like, review, follow, share this with anyone who listens to podcasts and doesn't mind a gravelly voiced woman whenever they may listen to this um that would be great and i hope you all just have a great day have a great thanksgiving if you don't hear from me and just a fun holiday season if you put up your tree before thanksgiving awesome that's what we did it's a fake tree if you wait till after thanksgiving very cool uh we just did it because my mom will be going away and i wanted it up so i went to the attic and got it that's all it's not that serious If you don't like it, that's fine. I wasn't asking you. And again, just have a great day, great week. Um, Happy holidays because we're not fully in the holiday season. And I just, I love all of you. Bye. Also, one more thing. Um, I did get Britney Spears' memoir, autobiography. I, I got her book. Um, the woman in me, it was, it was beautiful. Um, I loved it. I didn't end up reading it. I loaned it out to a woman because I got the audiobook uh, read by Michelle Williams. Um, I know the Grammy nomination nominations came out. I don't know if it came out in time for Michelle to be nominated, but she should be because she read it beautifully. And if you have not listened to it, I I highly recommend listening to it, probably over reading it. I have a difficult time reading, so I think it would have been a harder book for me to read. But it was beautifully written, um, a lot of insight. And I know I did put out on the podcast feed people's favorite music or songs by Brittany. I never did anything with that. I have done an episode on her. You can go back and listen to it. But her book was beautiful. I enjoyed it. I am definitely going to go back and re-listen to it again some probably fairly soon. And um, if you have not got it, I think you should. That is all. Again, have a great holidays. 
like, follow, rate, review, follow on Instagram and thank you. Love you. Bye.